0: To see examples of what we talk about on this episode, along with further information, go to bunchofdork.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Two Dimension Podcast, the comic book podcast with
1: No Direction.
0: What's up, everybody? You know that song. You know this voice. It's your boy, Rook. Joining me, as always, is the man who keeps all of the wheels greased and going. It's Mr. Don Moore.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And our special guest today is the creator and writer of an amazing book that he sent over to us to talk about. Everybody say hello to Kevin Knox. Hello. How's it going, everybody? (laughs) Kevin, the book is called Embers. And, you know, uh, at first uh, I, I went and I checked out the preview on Amazon and I, I wasn't sure what happened. And then you sent us the rest. And, man, <laughs> <laughs> what a book you got going on! Tell us a little bit about
2: what this is. Give, give us the elevator pitch and then let, let, let's dig in. Uh, well, it's a new supernatural <clears throat> thriller series, uh, but it's got a lot of mix of different elements. It's got some uh, historical fiction, some fantasy, action adventure. It's kind of all rolled in there. Um, and that comes about because, you know, uh, everybody wants to know what genre genre you fit into. And for me, that's always been difficult. I just write the story I want to write and yeah. uh, try and figure out what genre it is afterwards. So it's got a little bit of everything in there. Nice, nice. Yeah, like it, so. In the
0: preview, it, you know, it, it starts out, and I'm thinking, okay, cowboy western type deal. All right. And boom, we, we get this night <laughs> coming. Yeah. You get past the preview, and you're in uh, modern time. Uh, very cool story. Um, I. So now you said this is this is the first issue that came out back in May. Uh, people can find it on Amazon. Right. Uh, it's free for Kindle users. Uh, only three ninety nine yes. for anybody who wants to pick it up. Otherwise, uh, great freaking deal on that, if you ask me. Um, the storyline here, just the basic idea of it, is that you have your character, you know, kind of kind of comes from this messed up family background and she's trying to come to terms with her childhood, but there's obviously some very strange things happening along the way. Yeah. Uh, what, what leads
2: you to write a story like this? Where does this come from? Uh, a couple different things. So, um, I also, I enjoy history, which is where the historical element comes into it. Um, and a lot of people don't really, they don't know much about, so my family has some German-American uh, history involved in it, and most people don't know much about it. Um, whenever you say German, everybody thinks of the Nazis in World War II, <laughs> and they don't really think about much else. Uh, so I'm just trying to get people to realize there is more to it than that um and it's just interesting how uh people don't realize that the this teutonic order played such a huge role um it played a huge role in europe it played a huge role in some of the lives of the immigrants who came over here and it just kind of gets forgotten um, and so there were a lot of germans who settled in texas you may or may not know that and so um that this kind of brings out that their background has, you know, with the Teutonic Knight actually has an influence on the history of Texas and the history of the U.S. So that's the history part of it. Um, But then, like you said, it's about uh, Trinity, and she comes from a messed up family, um, and her mother is a con artist. Um, Her father is just kind of a drifter who's a big dreamer. He's always got these big schemes about how he's going to get rich or famous or whatever it is, and um, and so Trinity coming out of this background she just kind of wants to know what's real what's the truth that's what that's what sets her off and why she uh, starts digging around at the site in Texas to try and figure out what really happened and what's really going on
1: <clears throat> she, she's a really strong um, and that's character.
2: when she runs go ahead
1: well, Tr- Trinity is an extremely strong character Um. She has my sympathy right away, but she's extremely resourceful and tough. thats I just added that. Go ahead. Right.
2: <laughs> no, that's, I'm glad you did. Yeah, and that's what we were going for. Um, it's probably a little bit, you know, um, maybe unusual to see a female lead in, in comic books. Most of the time it's a male lead. Um, but I grew up, I have two sisters and so forth, and, and you know, so... Um, just wanted to put some of that in there as well. So, yeah, I agree that was what we were going for as a character. Um, so she's very determined to find out what happened. Of course, you know, what she finds is not what she expected. Uh, so she's you know, <laughs> she stumbles across this connection between her family history um, and this, this uh, supernatural history involved with the Teutonic Knights. Yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> so um, with the Teutonic Knights, um, are you... Are you working in some of, like, the – I'm, I'm curious uh, in, in this state um, – are you working in on some of the crusade elements
2: uh, and things of that nature in this book? Yeah, so there was a uh, – the, they were involved in the crusades. That was actually uh, what started the order in the first place, They they were uh, sworn to protect pilgrims who were on mm-hmm. their way to Jerusalem. Um, and just like you may have heard of the Knights Templar, or, yeah. or, which was another order that was doing that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Um, and, but what happens is, uh, well, like I guess I don't want to give too much away for issue two. I will say we are working on issue two. Um, I was hoping Cameron could be here today. He's our illustrator. Um, and he showed me the cover for issue two just this week. And, uh, I think it's awesome. Obviously, I don't have anything to share yet, but uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about issue two coming up here. So I'm going to try and remember not to give away what's going on in issue. Yeah, two. yeah. Please, please. Uh, <laughs> I know.
0: I, 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 I'm looking at this book, going, Ah, oh, I want to be careful about how this book ended because right.
2: that, uh, like, that ending was like, Wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And that was the purpose of issue one was just to get people hooked. Um, and I will say that um, I learned a lot from Cameron and also Jeremiah, who was the editor for the book. Um, I've written, been writing fiction all my life. Um, I actually worked for Barnes and Noble for a while. Um, I did some. I was an assistant editor for a couple magazines, so I've been involved with fiction. Uh, but this is new to me to actually write a script for a comic book, mm. Um, mm. and so. Uh, when I first showed it to Cameron um, you know I always I, I was viewing it in in terms of a, the storyboard for a movie that was kind of what was in my head when I was writing it uh, but even then he brought a, a wealth of experience to this as well in terms of helping out the storytelling um, helping me to kind of back off on the history and not you know <laughs> throw too much of that in there um i mean and he was he was uh very direct with me you know he would turn the page and go well that's kind of boring um so he helped me <laughs> so he helped me pump up the action you know elements of it um and as a result i think it's a, a much better book um that was a long answer to your question that yes no fantastic no, i like answer. long
0: answers it's wonderful yeah I have yeah. to talk less um <laughs> how did you hook up with your artist? How did, how did you guys find each other?
2: Uh, well, like I mentioned, I, I worked, I've written fiction and I've uh, actually written some novels. Um, I know a little bit about the book publishing industry and found it very discouraging to be honest. Um, and so I was looking for a different avenue to, um, for a, a creative outlet. And so uh, Cameron and I talked off and on for about a year uh, about the possibility of a comic book before i decided to jump in but i met him at a comic-con um i live in peoria illinois and we have a a quad con that comes to peoria and that's where i met cameron um and then uh he recommended jeremiah to me and and both great guys so fantastic fantastic met,
0: met at a con that's awesome we, we talked to so many uh, yep. artists and writers that meet through these new Facebook groups and things like that that are happening uh, you, you guys met the old way just face to face started chatting huh yeah oh yeah yep nice right take right it. take it
2: yep yeah.
0: And uh, your artist yeah. uh, He is absolutely fantastic I love the work in this yeah. uh, His panel breakdown and everything Works so, so well I'm like, I've got it on my phone as well So I'm thumbing through it as we're talking so, But yeah, he does He does Some great stuff here um, Was yeah. there was there difficulty with you transitioning from novel writing to comic writing as far as understanding panel break or anything?
2: Or did he really help you out with that? Um, I wouldn't say it was a struggle, but he helped me out with it a lot. So um, I, I tried to read up on this a little bit. So I read, like, Stan Lee's book on how to write comics. Um, I read uh, Scott McCloud's book, if you know that, Understanding yes. Comics. Yes and uh, what I learned is that reading a book doesn't really teach you everything you need to know about yeah. actually making a comic yeah. Um, so yeah Cameron went through that with all that stuff with me about you know where the page breaks need to come in the script and, and how you use that to carry the tension to the story and all that type of stuff, I, it was, I learned a lot from this first issue
1: but That's yeah. something people don't talk about enough when they talk about writing for comics that's exactly it, it's well, you just mentioned the page breaks and how to get somebody's attention. Uh, what right. were some of the things you did towards that?
2: Uh, well, so basically we tried, um, in, in my fiction terminology, it would be the plot points is what I would call them. So when you're approaching a major, kind of a major reveal in the story, uh, we were trying to make those happen at the page turn. So there's kind of this oh, effect as you, you know, right. <laughs> if you can get right. that as you, as you turn the page. Um <clears throat> and even things like um and i I could mention there was a panel, and this is where Jeremiah came in there was a panel, a single panel that we discussed probably more than any other, which was where um Trinity's leaning out the window of a truck with the shotgun yes um uh, we we talked about that panel a lot and it's it's amazing how much time you can spend on one panel, uh but just trying to get <laughs> get the right. The right uh, image to come across. You know, we were worried about, does it, uh, you know, we were trying to develop this strong character, like you mentioned. Um, Does the fact that she makes a mistake, um, does that kind of, you know, fly in the face of what we're trying to build up here? Or is it still believable that she would make that mistake and um, different things like that? And and when it happens, what's her reaction? What does she say? Um, Which is another interesting thing. You know, it's not all about. Work It's also about some of the <clears throat> uh, gasps and, and special effects types things as right. well that you have to work in there.
1: That's interesting. Uh, as far as Trinity making some mistakes to me, that made her more more human. and What I liked about her, it didn't make her weaker, but everybody makes mistakes, but what I liked was how she handled everything after making the mistake. She, uh, she rolls with things and even if she doesn't really grasp what's happening, she, she can roll with it and kind of put it together at some point. Um, reading yeah. this, I kind of found that she was trying to find answers to things she didn't really quite understand. And some of them were, as you showed at one point, vague memories. And I liked how she's putting it together. Um, I, that, was, that was, to me, what made the story
2: well, good. I'm glad that that worked for you.
1: <laughs> well, one thing, I'm sorry. Rook, one thing I wanted def, to bring up was the beginning. I really enjoyed it, and Rook, you you both talked of a little bit. Um, the beginning. It's the Civil War, and they're talking about something I honestly have never heard of. And you kept saying they were calling the, the Germans hyphens. Yes. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about that?
2: Uh, it's the high, so they're German American, so they're referring to the fact that it's hyphenated, like mm. African American or German American or Italian American, whatever it might be. Yeah, so um, it probably does. This is one thing where I had to back off a little bit, so I'm glad to get a chance to explain about it. Of uh, but the the troops at the beginning of this book this is this is a real event. Um, on the Nueces River in Texas, uh, where some Confederate troops massacred some German Americans. Um, but at that point in the Civil War, the Confederate Army was not um, fully organized, I guess they would say. And so these troops are somewhat paramilitary, if you know what that means, mm-hmm. uh, which means they're not necessarily, their command structure isn't well defined, and <clears throat> the troops aren't necessarily as tra- well trained as maybe they should be, and some things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, there are two, uh, there are two lieutenants involved here. One of them wants, McRae wants to go buy the book and, and he is an actual historical figure. Um, he wants to do everything by the book. He, you know, you treat the prisoners the way they're supposed to be treated, but he gets wounded. Um, and so a command transfers to the other lieutenant, Lieutenant Lilly. Um, and Lieutenant Lilly is, uh, predecessor for some of the groups uh, like the KKK if you want, yeah, <laughs> groups yeah. like that, that that formed after the Civil War so he's got a different opinion about what you do with the enemy after you defeat them um, and so what people don't realize is that groups like that um, like the KKK um, they would go after anybody who they did not consider fully American so we all know about what they did to African Americans and it's very sad uh, but they went after everybody. So they went after German Americans as well. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah absolutely. So, um, now, I, I want to ask are, are we going in the continuing issues, are we going to go back to this piece uh, with the Civil War as well?
2: Yes. Yes. So you will okay. see a little bit more about the Civil War um, and actually some of the steps leading up to the Civil War. Uh, and it'll also help, it, the second issue is also going to help, you know, start helping, you know, how does that connect to the Teutonic Knights, where do they fit in? Uh, yeah. So you're going to learn along with Trinity how this all fits together. Yeah.
1: There, Fantastic. There were some questions ahead on that at the beginning. One, I really liked the beginning. Uh, it starts out, you're looking at it like an old film. It was kind of like black and white with copper tones. Mm-hmm. And, um, and really well done. I felt like I was in the Civil War. But you have the two men on the horseback. You know, the ones, uh, McRae, I think you said, is wounded. And, uh, right. But they're referring to each other as, what was it, lieutenant? Lieutenant, yes. Where the the other one is wearing sergeant stripes on his uniform. Right. And, and when I read that, first thing I thought was, okay, he's he's been moved up because... Everybody's been wiped out. And then you showed it again when, well, he ends up taking charge and he's referring to himself. Am I correct?
2: You are correct. Yep. Right. And so that's sort of what I was referring to, how at this point in the war they were not as well organized as they should have been. Right. And that's kind of reflected in the fact that he's not wearing the right stripes. He has the rank of lieutenant. It's sort of like a brevet, you know, if you know what that means. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, He doesn't have the stripes yet, but he has the position
1: yeah that yeah. uh, that one I honestly think he did a really well job on that. I like it when comics is the visual medium, and one thing I'm always grasping is a lot of times the writing is explaining what's happening mm-hmm. and letting the artist show it or letting the visual mm-hmm. show it that one I thought you did a good job, because I'm seeing this and kind of, oh, this must be what happened. But I didn't spend too much time on it. I just, okay, I thought I'd go with it. Um, yeah. And I, you like to learn something new, but not get beat over the head with a, a fact. Um, I didn't know <laughs> that the Germans back in that time were still, you know, that was an issue. Um, yep. And I like how... We're trying really hard not to give anything away. So if people are interested to read this, but the the Civil War scene, something occurs, and then when it happens again later with Trinity, it show it shows the same thing in a different way, and then mm-hmm. s- slowly um. My question is, and I, when I'm saying this, I'm just airing, airing thoughts. I'm not waiting for an answer on this. The person she's writing with and arguing with leaves, and then she gets picked up by somebody else. And if somebody else comes to pick her up. That's the hook you're giving me. I'm wondering, who are these people? <laughs> and they seem to know each other. Um... And that's all I'm going to say about that. But I read this thing twice. You know, when you send it, I read it. You know, it's okay. And then I read it today, again, just to make sure I was familiar with it. And, you know, it's funny. I I picked up a lot more things the second reading. This is a book, and I imagine when you collect these in the trade, it's going to be one of those things where you can pick it up and read it over and over like we if you read comics everybody breaks out their collection and starts reading things they like but this is something you can read many times and pick up something new yeah.
2: I hope so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And, 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 I, and I have to tell you that that's an excellent thing in, in our opinion that you know you can pick up a book read it once, read it twice, read it three times, and find something different each time. That, that's really a, a, a great thing with comics. Uh, what, what drew you more to comics than anything else?
2: So, yeah, um, like I said, I've been writing for a long time, but I've always, um, whenever I write, I always visualize in pictures what is what I think the story should look like. Um, so I've toyed with the idea, you know, of, of film as well as comic books, because mm-hmm. that actually seems like a medium that's more suited to me. Um, since I'm a very I'm a very visual person, uh, and when I whenever I write something, I kn- I know how I want it to look. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and of course, you know, there's there are other you have other senses, you know, you have hearing and so on and so forth. Uh, but for me, it's all about what does it look like. So I've just always wanted. Um, to be able to write a story and then actually see what it looks like. Uh, but the problem is I'm a, I'm a horrible artist. I couldn't, I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. <laughs> and that was what was always standing in my way. So I can only do the words, you know, um, and that's where Cameron really helped me out. I mean, it's really, it, I was really excited to finally see one of my stories. I can see it visually the way I've always wanted to. So I guess that visual aspect is what drew me to comics. Well, awesome. What? What?
1: Yeah, what did you have to change towards writing? You know, because writing—if you're writing prose—you're having to paint a picture with words and, and put it in, in the reader's head. What? What did right. you find anything different from writing from your normal way to writing for a comic book? I mean, I understood you said the artist didn't explain it to you this and that, but
2: what? What? What did you Beauty. change towards that? Um, probably the first thing i noticed that was different was the dialogue um so you have to compress the dialogue a lot more in a comic book than in just a regular fiction story um and what people don't understand is that that actually people think that the dialogue in comic books is very simple but it's not
0: Hmm.
2: um it's actually very complex and so you have to be very careful about what words you choose when you're you know, trying to compress that dialogue down and convey everything you need to, (laughs) um, in, in the, in fewer words. So I guess that was a big change for me. was just figuring out how to get the idea across of what they're saying, um, and how to choose the right words for that. Um, in terms of descriptions, um, I guess the thing that was different was that, uh, and it maybe it's probably different for every artist, but with Cameron, he didn't want long, wordy descriptions of what each panel was supposed to look like. Mm. Um, he wanted it to be very brief. Um, and he actually asked me when we first sat down to do this, he's like, you know, what are we doing here? Are you just hiring me to draw pictures or are you hiring me to contribute to the story? And I said, I'm hiring you to contribute. He said, okay, well, then let me do my thing and so I don't want really long descriptions um, okay. and so I would just give him you know two or three sentences of what um, I wanted in the panels and then um, he would draw up a sketch and we would meet in person and we'd spend you know, hours and hours talking over the panels and whether they, they looked the way I had imagined um, and lots of times they were actually better than what I had imagined <laughs> they were going to yeah. look like so that was really cool um, yeah, yeah. That, so I, I guess never, those, those two things. Yeah.
1: yeah, I've never heard it put that way. That's that's really interesting. It uh, makes sense. Uh, I'm taking Cameron's. He's done comics before.
2: He has. He actually produced uh, both. Uh, Cameron and Jeremiah have produced their own books prior hmm. to this. Uh, yeah, so Cameron has a book called Bone Check uh, that's out there. If you're interested, and you want to look that up. <laughs> yeah,
1: it'll be everything um, we talk about will be on the blog. So I'll have an image for it, and we'll have the link if anybody's interested. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, um, and then they've yeah they've worked. Uh, I, I don't want to misspeak, so I, I, I don't want to say the wrong names or anything, but I know Cameron. Is, uh, Cameron is is full time. This is his job. Okay, is actually. Um, Doing comics and, and artwork and so forth, so yeah, he actually has some um, gigs with some big names. Nice,
1: um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, both both the visuals seem really seasoned, um, and lettering. And one thing we talk about lettering all the time uh, in the digital age. Usually, the digital you know the the dialogue is nice in the word balloons, but the display yeah. text, you know, um, the sound effects and stuff really got me. Because I haven't seen a lot of that lately. Um, yeah, they they don't have yeah. the skill.
0: It's a lot of fill in the gap on on, on the on the sounds these days, yeah. and I, okay. I I I miss I right. miss that. <laughs> well, and th- this one
1: had it, and the sound effects went with what was happening, and it wasn't like they looked nice and they did the job. They didn't call you know i mean i noticed it because i read and i'm looking for these kind of things but it's like a movie soundtrack if you really if you really come out and it was a really good soundtrack well it kind of blew the movie uh it's something you shouldn't think about but this one like when they fire a, a firearm it go the sound effect goes with it um when the car stops all the stuff that they were showing um that one I noticed because I I haven't seen that in a long time, and so I take my hat off to the, to the creators.
2: Yep, that was that was Jeremiah, who I haven't talked about that much. The editor actually oh. um, added a lot of the sound effects. yeah <clears throat> um, and he's pretty. Yeah, you, you could say he's old school, I guess. Um, so he it was the first time he did it. He didn't tell me. He just kind of showed me. I mean, he was adding the, the balloons and stuff. And he just he showed me the panel. I was like, he was going to see if I would notice. <laughs> 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 so he said so he threw that in there. Um, and I, I loved it. I thought it was, mm. you know, it's, it's really, I guess it, that was an interesting part of the process. Uh, you know, when I write the script, it's just words. So it's interesting to see it go from just words to just pictures. And then, so Cameron, you know, did the drawings, and I got to leaf through it where, when it was just pictures, and then I got to leaf through it again after Jeremiah added the text and the sound effects and everything. And I, it surprised me how much of a difference it makes in the way you read it. I guess I hadn't appreciated it before until I went through that process. Right. <clears throat> so were you a comic book reader before this? Yeah, yep. Yeah, um, Spider-Man is my thing. That's nice. Right. I love Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> my dad got me started on that when I was a kid. So
1: Awesome. Well, awesome. Which Spider-Man did you read? I mean, what what um, kind of frames?
2: Mostly <clears throat> yeah, a lot of the Silver Age stuff. Oh, okay. So I haven't gotten as much into the New Age or the newer stuff, but yeah. Um, it's my my son um, loves comic books too and he actually reads a lot more than i do and so he's getting me into some of the newer stuff yeah
0: i got you so do you now now you've done done your first issue
2: are you looking back at some of the old stories you've written going "Uh, maybe to make a different comic book out of them you mean yeah I've actually had people suggest that when they see this comic book, they go, "Oh, remember that other story you wrote? You should, you should consider doing that one too." Yeah, (laughs) nice. Nice. Or
1: or create new stories. Get the series
2: first, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you have a planned end. Then, how many issues are you looking at? Six. Six. Okay. Nice. That's a good number. Um, Yeah. uh, And will there be a trade uh, collection after? Yep, that's the plan. Awesome. Very, very nice. Very nice. Um, now, I'm curious. Um, you mentioned that you had to back off of the history uh, aspects a little bit in the book. Uh, in the trade, are you going to get a section where you can dive into some of these uh, aspects and, and and give people a history lesson?
2: I would like to do that, yeah. Um, I mean, I was wanting to add like maps of Texas and <laughs> um, yeah. some information on... Uh, like the coin, you know, um, there's actually history to the coin as well, in terms okay. of you know, what types of coins were minted in Texas and who did it. Oh. Um, all types of stuff I could throw in there. So yeah, I would love to add some of that. Uh,
0: yeah, back I, to I would I would be interested in that, that because uh, it, you know uh, as we're talking, I'm I'm realizing there. Are, I I would assume that as the issues continue, the some of the blanks will fill in but yep. I'm realizing there's a lot more behind the story as well yeah. that uh, I think would be great to, to be able to read in uh, in, a, in a trade as well so yeah I would encourage that
2: <laughs> okay good uh, now there's two votes for that or three <laughs>
0: there
2: we go <laughs> you know one, one
1: thing you were talking about I, I'm I'm from Texas I'm from the north of Texas but okay I um one time my mom was talking, she bought, um, this is in the 70s, and she bought a, a blue, as a type of glass, kind of a plastic glass decanter. Uh, my mom liked to shop. But she took it, we, I grew up in Oklahoma, and uh, so I always went to school in Oklahoma, but we go to Texas almost every weekend to see family. And she was talking to my grandparents, showing her this, um, Just a canter, and she said the reason she bought it was the salesperson was explaining that it's hard to get because West Germany is buying up that type of material, Hmm. and that's all she said. And my grandfather, who was the nicest person in the world, loved everybody, but he just go West Germans, you know, and that was it. You know, it's the (laughs) only time I ever heard anything like that. Um, yeah. Well, when I'm older, I find out that um, my dad's cousin retired from the University of Texas. He was a professor, and he started basically doing research for the family tree. And um, he was a different branch of the family than we were. But he told the whole story of how we, we came over from um, Europe and it was explaining about, you know, what our our roots were. And at one point, it found out we had German lineage. I mean, among other things. But, you know, Welsh and Irish and everything. But, um, that was a shock. Uh, (laughs) I mean, not to me. I didn't really give it much thought. But my, um, my dad was saying Germans were always kind of you know I, I don't i can't think of the word but they weren't looked upon favorably and it's why you said it was cuz of world war 2 and world war 1 but right. we we had german lineage as well and when you're bringing this up about what happened to texas back in the civil war i i'm not familiar with it but i'm not surprised either cuz i guess the family just put it out of their heads <laughs>
2: you know? yeah yeah, so one thing I can throw in there about some Texas history that maybe you don't know, uh, So, it, which you probably do know, during the Civil War, Virginia split. So it became Virginia and West Virginia. Yeah. Right? So Virginia was the Confederate loyalists and West Virginia was the Union loyalists. There was actually a similar thing in Texas. So most of the Germans supported the Union. Um, mm. And they proposed a similar thing. They wanted They proposed splitting Texas into Texas and West Texas.
1: Oh, so they actually yeah.
2: wrote a, they wrote a constitution for West Texas and applied for statehood and all that kind of stuff, but it got rejected in that case. So
1: <clears throat> I, I never yep. knew that.
2: So yep. much history that we don't get to learn in school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so going forward with the storyline, I'm I'm curious if we're going to also Jump back further in time and talk more about the Teutonic Knights as well. Is is that part of the, part of your plan at the moment, or?
2: Yes. So yeah, I can tell you that. So yes, there is going to be kind of a story thread of running backwards in time. Um, so there will be more about the Civil War, uh, but then the Civil War will connect to the Teutonic Knights, and so it will actually go back to Germany. Um, you'll get to see a little bit about what, go, what happened there and what goes on there. Yep. Um, so, in issue two, without revealing too much, we're going to be introducing a, a new character that will add some more attention to the story. Uh, and also, that'll help fill in and explain a lot more about uh, what's going on. And it'll help establish that connection about going further back in time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, and to everybody
0: listening I know we're dancing around a lot of things yeah. but the, <laughs> the, you guys have to understand this book takes you in a very different direction that I, we really don't want to spoil anything and it's it's 100% worth your time and money to go and check this one out because th- this is definitely going to be something I'm watching for the next issues and I, it's, it's, it's great and I Personally, I I love historical stuff. I, I I study historical things, looking for variations in in the stories told by different groups. And so, for this this book, I, I'm fascinated by it because, as Don mentioned, you, just in the first issue, you you touch on things that I never knew and I never knew happened and were part of. Uh, American history. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. I'm glad, <laughs> it, I'm glad we can make it interesting. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Def- you definitely got my interest in it already. I mean, yeah. there, you yeah. know, it, it's a comic book, so I'm already interested. And then you start doing history, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm all in.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, if you keep uh, look, checking our Facebook page from time to time, I've talked to Cameron about this, and I think we're going to have a few teaser we will Hmm. throw out some sketches of what's coming in issue two awesome awesome (laughs) i'm looking forward to that so
0: when you do finish this are you already processing
2: (laughs) a new book or yeah um i'd like to build i'd like to build on this book i guess is the way i would say it rather than just starting over i could i mean i I have enough ideas that I could go on forever, So, um, but rather than jumping to a new story idea, uh, when when we're done with this series, I want to build on that and sort of build something that connects to this first series to create, so I have ideas on how we could do that and how we could take one of the characters that shows up in this series and spin it off into a a new series that would sort of build on what we Hmm. started here. Nice. Yeah
0: nice yeah that, that's always the writer's curse isn't it yeah you, you're writing and then you're like ooh idea wait okay finish that's it. right <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <clears throat> you
2: yeah you have to be uh, disciplined uh, I, I to actually get it quite
0: a
1: bit. <laughs> <Huh>. yeah <laughs> now the book Rook had mentioned is on Amazon what, what other places can people find this book
2: uh, so we have print copies so like I mentioned I'm from Peoria, Illinois so uh, we have copies in about eight different stores around the Illinois and Iowa area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just today talking to our printer um, about if there's some way we could get print copies to people who aren't in, in Iowa and Illinois. Um, and so we're looking at possibly finding a way where people could order print copies from, directly from the, the publisher oh, nice. as well. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Nice did you guys kickstart this or did you just run with it no i actually nope. i'm uh funding it myself at this point but uh i think for issue two we are probably going to do a kickstarter Hmm. okay awesome it gets gets pricey yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it does when you start looking at those printing costs and they're not getting (laughs) cheaper
2: right (laughs) yep
0: Awesome, man! All right, so where can everybody find you online so they can they can uh, get
2: uh, all the info, all the good stuff? Yep. So we have a, a page on Facebook. It's um, at Ember's Comics. If you want to go look there, um, and then we have an email address as well. Uh, it seems like email is actually kind of falling out of fashion, but <laughs> yeah. uh, so we have, <laughs> we have Ember's Comics at Gmail com. If you want to contact us that way as well. And now on Facebook that is comics with an
0: X, Ember's Comics with an X. X at the mm. end. Okay. Correct. Make sure you know, for people who don't go to the blog, which you should go to the blog. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. So in closing, is there anything that you want everybody to really look at and think about when they're reading this book and 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 take from it?
2: Um, I guess it would be uh, sort of the core idea of it is Trinity uh, Trinity wanting to know what's true, what really happened um, I think that's a kind of a theme that everybody <laughs> is asking themselves about right now so I think it fits in pretty well with some of the stuff that's going on just in the nation as a whole Yeah. Um, just yeah. maybe pay attention to that because that's kind of what's driving her is she wants to know what's the truth what really happened yeah.
0: Uh, one, Even if that truth may end up becoming uncomfortable.
1: Uh, <laughs> right? One thing with right, yep. Yeah, one thing with Trinity when she has questions, she goes to the library.
0: Yeah.
1: No, honestly. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's a massive point with that character. She
0: yeah, the first thing that's, she did. one thing I looked at in the book. I was like, "Wait, is that a library? Yeah. Holy cow." Yep. <laughs> 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 Oh, fantastic! All right, well, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, it's very—it's a great read, and I'm definitely going to be watching for uh, for the next one. And you know, like I said, in that gra- in that trade, I want i want some history lessons in the in the book. Yeah, you could. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: In the book, you absolutely. know, some of the extra history you want to talk about, you could add as just a supplement in the back, just talking about it. Um, a lot of creators right. do that.
0: Absolutely. Alright guys. Well, this has been Kevin Knox. The book is called Embers. You can find that on Amazon. Definitely go check that out. Three ninety nine guys, come on, man. I'm not asking you to spend a lot. That's that's a great price for a good book. But meanwhile, go check out our blog, Bunchadorks com, click on that Cyclops. Don? Um
1: We use fake comic book covers to announce a new episode on the Facebook page and the Facebook group. Um, If you'd like to do one, we accept them, but we don't pay anybody because we have no money. So it'd be yours to own. And if you'd allow us to, we'll add it to the uh, cover gallery of the blog. A lot of people enjoy them, and a lot of people say, "I don't, I don't know if you're gonna like my work." Everybody says that. Nobody thinks the work's any good. Put it out there anyway. Yeah, we, we've loved everyone we got. It's a thrill to get these things. If you're any kind of musician, singer, performing artist, performance artist, we usually, unless we have a guest, we have a music break in the middle of the show. And we try to use local bands. We're always in dire need of music. Uh, if you got something, you have, a, have it recorded, uh, send it over. You can go to the contact page of the blog and send it to us. Um, And we have T-shirts. The T-shirts are to help fund the hosting. Um, You can check it out on the sidebar. we got three different colors. Um, Listen to the show. Wear the shirt. Rook.
0: Until next time, everybody, remember, read... More... Comics. You can hear our most recent 20 episodes on iTunes. If you would like to hear our older episodes, you can find them on our blog... Just go to bunchofdorks.com and click, click on, on the Cyclops. Your dimension can be found on
1: iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, rate, leave a review, tell a friend, or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.